You want to get started? Oh, I, we can. We've already started. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with that. We don't even talk about uh, the movie until like an hour in. No, we can talk about other shit. Right. Talk about stuff I've seen on the internet. Memes. Yeah, the videos they've seen of car crashes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you ever have that video in Driver's Ed where it's like the kids are? It might be like a British one, like the kids are having fun and then they all crash. And it's like it, it shows in explicit detail, like them getting like you know evacuated from the car. That sounds kind of funny. Or the cars evacuated. They aren't evacuated. That'd be gross. I guess it depends on the way the commercial is um, done. It wasn't a commercial. It was more like a PSA. Yeah, those can be really like corny. Yeah. Um. So, the movie Amsterdam. Right, which we saw, we saw a month ago, I think, like six weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's been a while. I wanted to like let it die down, like the let, let let the hype the die down. The hype. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is there to say about Amsterdam? Because people are like, Ralph, are you going to review it? I'm like, yeah. I'm going to... Re- I got to find some way to express the way I, I saw this movie. <laughs> um, there were like two people in front of me laughing the whole movie. I don't know if they thought it was like bad like, if they were, like, making fun of it, like, laughing at how bad it was, mm-hmm. or if it was, like, uh, like, they actually enjoyed it. I'm like, oh, I was really, I was kind of looking forward to it, because, you know, David O. Russell, I don't hate American Hustle like everybody else does. I haven't seen it since it came out. I don't think people hate it. I don't love it. Some uh, people hate it. It's definitely better than Amsterdam. I think it's definitely, there are definitely some funny parts. I think my big issue is I, I liked it while I was watching it. Then once it was over, I was kind of like, eh. Like, I don't, I like, you know, like individual yeah. parts more than like the whole movie. I don't think People it comes like, together. Well, if you like American Hustle, you're a fucking. Fucking <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Have you actually you gotten comments like that? Yeah, they call me bad things. If. Like what? You like you like American Hustle? I think it got around ten Oscar nominations, which I don't think that, it, that's it's crazy. Deserved. Yeah, there were better. I, movies I definitely that like year. it more than Joy, and I definitely like American Hustle more than this movie. Not so much something like Silver Linings Playbook, because that that's pretty like fairly simple plot. It's more like just about watching the characters. Yeah, that was a cute movie. Yeah, it's a it's a really good movie, and um, this was like this really needed to be reined in. Yeah, it's all over the place. Way too much. It's very busy. All these celebrities, but they don't add much to the film. Ultimately, it's a huge cast, and um, yeah, I can mention. um, I actually was supposed to work on this movie. It's it's fine now because it's over with. But um, yeah, I was I was hired to do uh, be involved with casting, but then uh, that was in March 2020 when uh, COVID, you know, was no wonder it came out bad. (laughs) Right, I mean, I bet if you helped, it would have. 
<laughs> right. No, man, this, this movie's not great. No, it's not, and it's like th- really fucked. <laughs> it's like it fucked from like start to end. We, we like, can mention like you know it's a huge cast: Christian yeah, Bale, yeah, that's what Ma- I'm saying. Margot Robbie, John David uh-huh. Washington, Chris I Rock. Margot Robbie. It's not our best role. I, I usually yeah. I like it a lot. And it's m- more like the thing. fault of the script and like she has some of the weirdest dialogue in it and. You know, I'm like, yeah, how the how the hell are you supposed to deliver some of these lines? They're so weird. Um, them looking in the camera. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like fucking Wes Anderson or something. It was like trying to be like kind of good. Wes Anderson. Oh, no, no, not nearly as good. <laughs> um, he, Anderson is much more like consistent than, than like, I, I just feel like his last couple of movies haven't hit, hit home. David R. Russell. And, and oh, this David Russell. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is this is probably worse than Joy. I th- I think so. I think it might be. Joy, I probably enjoyed it a little more, maybe. I think Joy had a better emotional through line because you know that was also a little scattershot, but you know it's clear that Joy's the main character. I thought it was just okay. I wasn't crazy about it either. Yeah, God, what was I gonna say? You know, it's called Amsterdam, so you're like, what is this segment in Amsterdam? And that is like one of the least interesting parts of the whole film, like the entire Amsterdam segment. I'm like, wow, this is fucking boring. It cuts to like, you know, a lot of his movies, Russell's movies, do this. They you know begin in the middle of the story and then they flash back, and yeah, right. It's it's basically like the 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 trio of them. They they meet during the war, and then they become buddies, and they hang around Amsterdam. But it's not that compelling. It kind of just like rushes along. I don't know something about like the the performances feel a little stilted. Yeah, it could yeah. be like direction too. Just like the way they were talking to each other was kind of awkward. I I, I didn't laugh very much if at all. Even though no, it's no, meant I didn't think it was very funny either. Clearly, the people in front of me thought it was fucking hilarious. Right, they got some laughs out of it. <laughs> like whenever Robbie Malik showed up, they were like, <laughs> "Like why?" Right, we can mention exactly. the rest of the cast is also Rami Malik and Anya Taylor Joy and Michael oh, Shannon yeah. and Mike Myers and Robert De Niro. Ton of people. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Taylor Swift, yeah. Who um, I guess let's let's just say spoilers from here on out. Right. Um, <laughs> Spoilers for Amsterdam. Uh, just say quickly, would you recommend it? No, I don't think so. I would not recommend it either. <laughs> David Russell's made some good movies, like we mentioned, someone like Playboy yeah, and Three again, Kings and The Fighter. Like yeah, I was looking forward to it, wanted to like it. No, it did not come together. So yeah, the opening of the movie, just like Christian Bale's lost his eye in the war. Um, he's like a fucking war, he's a doctor for like veterans, he replaces their limbs. Taylor Swift comes in because she needs someone to like be a mortician for her father's body. The father's Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, and, and he is, um, brought to Zoe Saldana. Well, her, his love interest. She's a really boring... Ca- I like her in general, but her character in this is really boring. Yeah, she's barely in it. Because his wife is Mandy <laughs> from the from the Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, I didn't I didn't even know she Andrea, was in that. Andrea, yeah, Andrea, Andrea Riceboro. Yeah, it's her. Um, and I've never seen Mandy. She's the one who sent him to the war. He lost his eye, and now she like, doesn't love him. 
and there's like a whole thing that goes on there that's like really not that interesting i didn't um, mind that storyline so much but again it's it's fighting for screen time with everything else that's going on so it doesn't have the impact that it should he's been poisoned because they check his stomach and they find some like poisonous shit or something and they're like oh so he was poisoned taylor swift knows about it so taylor swift knows who did it maybe so taylor swift is thrown this is this was on twitter the day the movie came out so it's not like <laughs> it's not like a big thing it was actually spoiled for me before i saw it she, she's thrown in front of a car by timothy oliphant And then that's when they flash back to, you know, Amsterdam and they meet Margot Robbie, who's like this nurse who heals them up and they form a pact of friendship. And it's like, what? The cuckoo is in the nest and the cuckoo's about to be trapped. While they're in Amsterdam, they meet Mike Myers and Michael Shannon, who are like, M Michael Myers is this guy who makes like really elaborate prosthetic eyes. Really nice, a lot like really nice eyes that Christian Bale could have. I barely remember that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause there's many fucking things going on. <laughs> there's other characters too, like the. I actually did like the dynamic of like the detectives or the the, the cops or whatever chasing after. Yeah, it's Christian Bale. Alessandro Navolo and how do you say it? Matthias Gnerts? And probably mispronounce his name. Well, there's not too many people that fit the description of a doctor looking for his eye on the ground with his uh, black attorney. I, I just feel like you need to read the Wikipedia summary to properly describe yeah, the synopsis. I, I did that all off, all from my brain, <laughs> trying to remember the plot. Because I was paying attention. I'm like, okay, maybe there's something going on. But no, it's just like very, it's a lot of stuff happening, but it isn't um, in service of anything. It doesn't have like an emotional core. I didn't end up feeling anything by the end of it. And yeah, you just lose interest at some point. You're like, okay, it's not funny. It's not like... It feels like very um, kind of outdated, I guess is a word. Or, you know, like out of touch. Well, you know, it's... I get, you know, with the, with the talent involved, I'm sure they were hoping to be an Oscar contender, which, I, you know, again, not that the, the Oscars are the end-all and be-all, but be-all and end-all, I reversed it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not that interesting, and audiences really aren't digging it. It's, it's It bombed at the box office. David O. Russell's a big, like, every, the Oscars love him. I'm sure this movie won't even get nominated. If it does, it will get shit on. <laughs> this fucking Shining poster is terrible. It's from awful fan-made posters. I don't know if you see it. No, I've never seen that. Yeah, it's shitty looking. Oh, you can see it, though? That's good. An axe. <laughs> it's with his face. They called him Kukul Khan. The Feather Serpent God. Killing him will risk eternal war. He's coming for the surface world. The movie we're going to talk about next is from uh, the year 2022. The year of our called, Lord. It's yeah, and it's it's directed by a small indie filmmaker 
um, Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Made movies you never heard of, like Black Panther and Creed. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, a movie you might have heard of, the big international billion-dollar hit, uh, Fruitville Station. Well, it, what it, it's a, you're being sarcastic, but I think it was a hit. It was an indie hit, so it's a little yeah. You, oh kinda, yeah, <laughs> billions of dollars. No, no. well, no, but yeah, I think it did well. It. <laughs> so I'm kind of confused. Everyone's seen it. I we've or seen it, com- it. Comes the new, uh, yeah, it comes this new film, and it's about. Um, Black. Wakanda being forever. Wakanda is forever. It's weird that they this movie even got made without Chadwick Boseman. Obviously, good actor. Yeah, who he lost it's too soon, and not, he did yeah. a lot of good work. And yeah. It's just weird he's not in the movie. It's hard to get past that. Um, and the movie's so good in so many ways that I that I did look past it. And in some ways, like I'll definitely say, I I like this movie better than the first Black Panther. I think it's like tighter. I think characters are better. There's just more interesting characters in this movie. They feel less cliche. It's it's more like it feels like it has more money behind it, like more resources, because it looks awesome and yeah, great villain. I guess people say the first movie has a good villain too, but I like this villain better. It's just like everything I had an issue with in that first movie. I thought this movie was better. Um, except for the fact that you know Black Panther's not really in it. And Black Panther isn't in it. It's it's his sister, um, Shuri. Yeah. You said you're not great on the names. I'll pull up the names for you, but you know T'Challa, who's that's Chadwick Boseman. And then yeah, that Sherry is Sherry's the sister, and um, you know the, you know the bodyguard there, the bald lady. Yeah, I figured I'm blanking on her name. Know, uh, the the actress is Denai Guerrera. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And she's Okoy. Yeah, that's it. Okoy, yeah. Yeah, I mean Chadwick Boseman sorely missed. Uh, you know he was great as T'Challa. Um. You know, obviously they had to make the movie under sh- shitty circumstances. I think they did pretty well considering they uh, they killed T'Challa off early on. I think that was, you know, the right decision. Yeah, they give him a whole funeral. Right, that's how it opens. And they're facing a huge threat. The civilization that live underwater that also have vibranium. Their vibranium-led civilization ran by Namor. It's like this dude with wings on his legs <laughs> or on his feet, on his ankles, actually. Good thing about the first one, it wasn't like an origin story. Like, we were just talking about that shitty Fantastic Four movie. But they have to start with the origin, all of them. It's like, uh, go through the motions. Like, you know what's going to happen. The shitty Mark Webb, Amazing Spider-Man movies. You had a moral obligation to do those things. That's what's at stake here. Not choice, responsibility. They didn't do that here, and they didn't do that with the first one. It's just like, yeah, let's just tell a story. Do something new with it. This movie reminded me of, like, the Dark Knight, in that it was like, it's just, it was its own thing. The director clearly had a, a vision for what he wanted this to be, and it was really well executed and really well told. And yeah, it's just, it was like engaging to watch. It's like kind of serious. It's definitely serious and it takes itself very seriously, 
But that's like a good thing about it. Like you, it shows me like, yeah, you can do that. I, I've said you can do that. You just need to like be good about it. You need to be consistent and like entertaining at the same time. There is some comedy in there too. They work it in. It's like sparse. It's it's sprinkled in because you know there's other more serious things going on. But yeah, like this is a really good Marvel movie. I'm surprised they they gave him this much creative freedom, Disney. Um, but I'm glad they did. It feels like they did. It feels like there was a lot of like risks they took that were like really interesting with this. I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's an emotional story, uh, you know, given the real life context. And yeah, they did that pretty well. You're right. There isn't a ton of comedy. Not to say it's like totally humorless, but mm-hmm. yeah, I like it had more a bit more gravitas to it because. You know, uh, this is uh, the final movie of Phase Four. Yeah, and I right. think this is this and uh, No Way Home were the the best of the bunch. The rest were, in my opinion, like range from okay to bad. <laughs> I like Doctor Strange. I think I like it more than this one. No, I, I preferred this. Yeah. All right. I, Doctor Strange. I, I like I, both I, of them. I, I, I enjoyed. Like I enjoyed it. I, I think it was kind of like all over the place a little bit. I think it was a bit more focused in terms of story and yeah. characters. Yeah. It was definitely more, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like I have issues with both of them. Um, I don't know what exactly. For, like, I can't say, man, this is like such a weird movie to talk about. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> Um, I think you're right. I, it's got a lot of behind. It's got a lot behind it because it's the last movie of this phase. Like it's not an Avengers movie. It's a Black Panther movie. Yeah, I think maybe the the weakest. I, I don't have any major issues with it. I think that maybe the weakest element was the you know the section with Martin Freeman and Julie Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> I I, I yeah. like both of those actors. I just think it was the storyline was less compelling than everything else that was going yeah. on. And they get a fair amount of scenes. I think that that could have been trimmed a little. It was a little more tangential to everything else that was going on. Yeah, they had to shove them in there, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say it's bad. It's just a little, you know, um, I, yeah, I liked, you know, the action was good too. Um, yeah. I didn't think any part of it was that bad. I thought the comedy worked like just much better than the first one. First one had so many issues, like the comedy. I like the comedy. I like when she said, "What are uh, those sneakers?" I like that. You you like that? Well, yeah, you like that. How dare you? Like, yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> how dare you, Kim? Like, I already yeah, we mentioned I, I I enjoyed it more than you did the first one. Yeah, you like that joke. That's fine. You also saw Sonic Two. I did. Years. <laughs> well, I re- I reviewed it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, th- th- this is better than <laughs> I, I've seen. I've seen some weird movies in theaters, so I shouldn't say. Sonic Two might be better than Amsterdam, or they're about the same. Oh, <laughs> fucking probably, yeah. It was too long, but uh, yeah, Sonic <laughs> Two is two hours long. Well, kind of forever. Probably seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's doing making a lot of money and. Uh, yeah, uh, parts of it were shot in Boston. I actually got wor- asked to work on it, but I was busy uh, working on Spirited. But a few of my friends PA'd on it, uh, you know, because there's a section where the character's going. To, I forget the character's name, but the uh, Riri? 
Is that her name? The like the scientist. The one who becomes Ironheart. Uh, oh, is that is that is that her name? Like the when next she's Iron the, Man, or whatever. Because she's wearing the armor. Is that why? Yeah, I, they even do the same shot. You know where it's like. Well, I, I noticed that. I, I didn't yeah. know if she was called Iron Heart. They, so yeah. they filmed those. They filmed those parts. Yeah, where, where was that? It was in MIT, so Cambridge, Boston yeah. area. It was like kind of similar to the first one, the scenes of the, them in the basketball court. Or whatever in the city it's like yeah. oh this is this is like stuff going on like outside of wakanda because it's mostly in wakanda and it's supposed to be like about like these characters and i'm like oh it's super cool mm-hmm. yeah and, angel yeah. bassett's really good in the movie yeah 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 it's good like character piece yeah i think the it's, acting's it's, pretty yeah. strong and I think this movie is actually like a couple minutes longer than Eternals. It's much more engaging. I think, you know, the characters mm-hmm. are better, better action. Yeah, like overall, much more entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it's more ambitious. Mm-hmm. It's a big swing and a, and a hit. More focused, right. not just like going back to ancient Mesopotamia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flashing back pointlessly. Flashbacks in here actually... Decent, yeah, and uh, serve I th- the story. I think you know, uh, Michael B. Jordan's return as Killmonger, I think that worked pretty well. Mm hmm, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, that was a cool scene. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Everyone in the theater was like, Whoa, <laughs> who could it be? Whoa. It's Killmonger. That's what's cool about seeing these like opening night, right? You get Wh- the big Whoa. reaction, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, people are, like, fucking pumped to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely very a diverse. crowd pleaser. Yeah, very diverse crowd, too. People of all ages and races in the in the crowd, they all enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. My friend Chris enjoyed it. Everyone everyone liked it. Yeah. What do you know? What do you know? It's better than the... I don't the think tr- it's perfect... No, but it's uh, it's definitely a good movie. It's definitely mm-hmm. uh, giving it a thumbs up. Give it a thumbs up? Yeah. I'd definitely give it a thumbs up. Better than the 2015 Fantastic Four. Better than Eternals. Better than Eternals. Better, better, better than Howard the Duck, for, <laughs> for sure. I haven't seen that, to be fair. Oh, you haven't? No. Uh, maybe we could cover that another time, maybe. Yeah, we definitely need to. It's better than uh, Howard the Duck. Better than uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad 2016. It's better than... Uh, you can just keep listing movies. Better than uh, Homeward Bound. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember Homeward Bound being that bad, but yeah, it might be better. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question thread. Okay. Leave your questions on the Reddit thread, and we'll answer them. This question's from Honorable Weezer King. Hey Ralph, big fan. What would be, what would your top three Kubrick films be? Ooh, good question. I'd say like two thousand one, definitely on there. Yeah, mine too. The Shining. Mhm. Um, and then like from there, I think people kind of go go all over. I would say Clockwork Orange. Yeah. But I I also want to put like Full Metal Jacket somewhere on there. Like the Strange Love and Barry Lyndon. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Paths Those of Glory. Too. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. you can shuffle in. I mean, 2001 is definitely on there. That's a Hall of Famer. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, even for Kubrick, that's all a famer. Yeah, Barry Lyndon's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not sure what else. Maybe like Sp- Spartacus, Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, lots to choose from, The Killing. Never seen his first movie. I don't think he liked it anyway, Fear and Desire. No, he doesn't like his early stuff. I, well, I think just that one in particular. Oh, yeah, it's just that one in particular? I've seen Killer's Kiss. It's good. Yeah. I think it's a few about... of his like, earlier movies, I didn't think he was like... A that was his second movie. Yeah, it was Fear and Desire, Killer's Kiss, The Killing, Paths of Glory, so forth. Mm-hmm. Spartacus, Lolita. Mm-hmm. I think we mentioned all of them. Yeah, that's basically it. Private Pile. There's one thing I hate. It's an unorganized, a disorganized footlocker. <laughs> Alright, this next question is from Dunkachino. Dunkachin Zero, technically. What movies would you like to see be added to the Criterion collection? Now, that's a hard one. There's a lot of movies. Um, um, and to be fair, like I don't know what is it, is on there exactly, and what isn't on there. I'm sure you probably know a well, they, more than me. Well, they had a hand, some of them. They had a handful every couple months, I think. Uh, yeah. One, one thing, one that I think would be a good addition is the last detail. Uh, Hal Ashby's movie with you know Jack Nicholson. Mm. <laughs> That'd be a good one. To, it's a great movie, and I think they've already they already have a few of. Ashby's in there like Harold and Maude I think that fits in with the you know the criteria um, maybe Moonlight I know that's a more recent one I feel like that'd be a, a solid addition I don't think that's yeah. it see again I don't know what has one what doesn't does like Scream have one <laughs> does... well uh, you know they usually tend to go for dramas uh, not a ton of not, I mean, there not are some, always there's some horror um, yeah they have like Godzilla and uh, Ro- of the Lambs. Robocop. Like, I guess that's a thriller. Robocop. Yeah, Robocop. Then. Yeah, they have a couple of things like that. Like, do they have Truman Show? No, I don't think so. They Truman have a, Show a, a cool. you know, a Picnic at Hanging Rock. That's another uh, Peter Weir movie. Yeah, they have some horror in there. Night of Living um, Dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, maybe. Do they have Big Lebowski. Uh, no, they they have mm-hmm. a couple Coens, uh, Blood Simple and. Millis Cross and an inside Lauren yeah. Davis. Mm-hmm. Fargo has a 4K, but I don't. I don't think. I don't that's know great. if Big Lebowski does. I'm not sure. And what was the other one that doesn't? Oh, No Country. Right. Those yeah. need 4Ks <laughs> ASAP. If like Criterion got them and made them 4K, that would be great. They could. They just added Wally. I believe that's the first um, animated movie. Uh, no, sorry, yeah. not, a, not not animated. Maybe first Disney movie because they have that first, uh, yeah. Watership Down. Yeah, first Pixar. P- first Pixar movie. Yep. Yeah, they could do more Pixar for sure. Uh, the Good Dinosaur. No, that one. I don't think that would be. <laughs> yeah, <that>. Cars Three, <laughs> Cars Two. Like yeah, Planes. Planes wasn't even them. It's not even Pixar, but that would be a funny yeah, one if they it's added like Disney animation or some shit. Yeah. Disney. Yeah, it's like Disney tunes, like. 
you see the C, or, or you could add, uh, you know, uh, top the fourth wall the movie. Oh yeah, we need those. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't even think of that. Yeah, uh, it was it's a boldly flea Criterion 4K. They got the three percent on Rotten the... Tomatoes. Right, it'd be a puzzling addition. Every time you say it, you say it wrong. You say like the wrong. I don't know. You don't see. You don't say it wrong. You say a different number, like intentionally. Does it really matter? That movie's horrible. The movie got a five percent, and then it's like a. This movie got yeah, a seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Got a nine. Got a nineteen percent. <laughs> Your movie got two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Either way, that'll never be added. Nor will um, how sweet it oh, is. Oh, come on. Musical now has a voice. They've added, they, you know, they, they add recent movies like Uncut Gems, this got added, and Parasite, and Marriage Story. Yeah, that's good. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Criterion does have a hard-boiled one, but it's out of print. It's only a DVD. That's a good movie. Yeah, that would be a cool one. I watched, that, of that. I watched that on VHS. That was how they rented from the library. Badass action. <laughs> a lot of shooting it's cool cool shit yeah um i guess we can do one more why not why not we've been shooting the shit right. having a good time i'm having a good time yeah, me too <laughs> yeah i'm having a good time <laughs> yeah jumping cacti Hi, Ralph. Love the podcast so far. My question is, what is some advice for filmmakers post-high school that doesn't get said enough? I don't know why the post-high school thing is in there. <laughs> I guess, you know, outside of maybe like, whatever, AV club, whatever you want to call it, film production class. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, extracurricular. Mm-hmm. Why don't you start? I forgot who said the quote, but this is like... He was like a, um, was like an actor, I think, or a poet or something. And he, they, they ask him, like, what is some advice for young artists? And he's like, kill yourself. <laughs> kill yourself. No people. <laughs> Can't make a movie by yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you're going to need, if you want to make stuff, you're going to need your friends. And yeah, don't, don't be afraid to try different things. Maybe you're not, yeah. oh, you know, maybe you don't necessarily want to be like a professional sound guy but you know if somebody needs a boom guy you know just give it a try you try different things yeah try everything and i'd say that about making movies too like try to make as much stuff as you can you know even like the specifically with writing like why is something like the godfather like why is that well written like think about how the story is told and how the characters talk you know stuff like yeah. that it, it helps to go you know go with what you know and what are you bringing to it? What is like, you know, what is your voice? Yeah, yeah, that too. That's what, a good thing. The most personal is the most creative. That's what Scorsese said. Yeah. And then Bong Joon-ho echoed it. Yeah, it's definitely an important quote. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, What is what? what is it that you want to bring? And if you don't want to bring anything, then don't. <laughs> <laughs> But if you do, then yeah, stay Some home. Some people just yeah, they love making movies, mm-hmm. like Spielberg, whatever. I bet they just they, yep. that's all they know how to do. 
Right, yeah, and uh, Spielberg, he doesn't storyboard. He just he likes kind of flying by the seat of his pants, you know. Yeah, that's a good thing. Some movies pressure. need it. Sometimes you don't. Depends oh, sure, on the, yeah. Depends on the scene. I'm sure even Spielberg uses storyboarding. I don't. Right? I don't think so. I, I, yeah. Or, uh, or it's maybe not storyboards. Like uh, he doesn't like like to rehearse. I don't think. Mm-hmm. He yeah. kind of likes you know. Working under Maybe pressure. Maybe not for every scene. Yeah, it's different for everybody. Like I read, you know, I was reading Sydney. Sometimes you have to Sydney Lumet's <laughs> book, and he did a lot of rehearsal. He was just, it was just kind of like, yeah, everybody's different. There's no like one size fits all, but you know, it helps to just learn, you know, absorb what you know the the masters have done, how they work. Yeah, that way you can yeah, like, yeah, even they're different. Well, you 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 can pick and choose. You know, yeah. like I don't know if I would do that. You know, because obviously like. You know, Kubrick, he would do, you know, you know, dozens and dozens of takes. That might not work for everybody, but that was just his process. Thanks for thanks for listening, everybody. Gonna get out of here. Get out. Get out of here.